you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Hey, man, I have a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When someone gets suspended yes. or, po- or banned, yeah, banned. that banned. typically means they're rejected from anything pertaining to whatever it was they were banned from, correct? Uh, yeah, banned would be the refusal of service or access. Yeah, that's cool. What, that's what banned cool. means. Um, so maybe I'm wrong, or perhaps the correct term wasn't used. Um, because apparently, and you know, I'm sure everyone knows by now in the MMA or fighting community that John Jones was. In quotes, temporarily banned. Suspended. Or suspended, or excuse suspended, me. Or suspended, yeah. Uh, from his gym. However, he has two coaches that are still going to work with him. So cool. It's All it is is don't train here, but you can train somewhere else. Uh, yeah, former from Mark Raimondi, former UFC champ John Jones, suspended from longtime MMA, MMA gym following his mm-hmm. arrest on domestic violence. Uh, this gym, by the way, is the only gym he's been at, which is Jackson Wink, his entire career. Right. Um, it was mentioned by coach Mike Winklejohn on the MMA hour, MMA hour with Ariel Hawani. The statement from a Jackson Wink spokesperson, John Jones has been temporarily suspended from training with the Jackson Wink Academy team. Coach Jackson Mm. and Coach Gibson will continue to train with John off-site as long as he keeps his commitment to a healthy and positive lifestyle. So you know what that means, microscopics. That means no cheeseburgers. That means no McChickens. It means Mm. no fries. It means no Chick-fil-A sauce. It means... Uh, it means grain-free pancakes. It means keto pancake mixes. <laughs> it means whole foods and fruits. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. It means meditation yeah. and prayer. And all those Absolutely. things will lead to a healthy and positive lifestyle commitment. And that yeah. will be enough yeah. for the temporary suspension to be lifted for him to return to the Jackson Wink Academy to continue training with everybody else again. And also, you know what? God bless him. I know he's trying very hard to... Uh, be on this alcohol-free journey as well, because um, that was the number one problem uh, with all of his, and I'm air-quoting, mishaps. Uh, you know, um, I'm glad that they, you know, he figured out, he took time to reflect, and that, that was the sole issue... <laughs> Well, that's unhealthy, and, you see. Like, that's... Yeah. You know, I, alcohol sounds a lot more intense than, um, you know, like, whole whole fruits, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah, and unprocessed yeah. carbs. So, I mean, yeah, that, that doesn't sound like the positive and healthy lifestyle. Sure, sure. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I... Uh, yeah, just stick to... Uh, you know, like you said, those keto pancakes, doing blow and beating your spouse or fiance. Hey, so that's... John John Jones tweeted, had a heartbreaking conversation over the phone with one of my longtime coaches last night. Really mm. hurts to lose the support of someone I respect so much. Sincere thank yes. you to the rest of the coaches for staying in the fight with me. Our journey continues. Mm. And one of the very first comments on this post is, uh, what an odd way to frame it. Poor me, after years of run-ins with the law, failed drug tests, embarrassment after embarrassment, and now I've done the most egregious, criminal, despicable thing a man can do to his partner and mother of his children. 
people have the audacity to have principles and no longer want to work with me. Me. Can you believe it? Yep. Mm. <laughs> yep. Um, it's just... Uh, I mean, I don't know what your take is on this whole thing. I First off, I think it's... You know, it just goes to show you that... You know what it is? It's sad and it's such wasted talent that was put into this particular person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I... Listen, I am one of those guys who 100% hates this man purely, but I have to respect the talent and what, what he is capable of doing physically. Uh, and it just sucks that it was imbued in this specimen. Yeah. And the fact that, you know what, I know we talk about Dana White and how, you know what, it's all about the business, you know, money, baby, clicks, views, personal shit. Right. Right. And, uh, it's sad to see the coaches just kind of, I don't know, riding his dick. Well, I, well, I, I well, don't know. Well, that's that's their biggest name. They have John Jones. They have Holly Holm. They have Michelle Watterson. Cowboy left. Cowboy made the BMF mm. ranch, remember? Diego Sanchez right. left, remember? Diego said, mm. fuck you. I'm going to go with this with this guy. Um, I don't know who yeah. they have. He's their big ticket. Mm. He's the name. He's the guy that people want to come to the gym to see. Clicks and views, mm. baby. We're we're it, it's at the end of the day. It's all it's always about the bottom line. It's always about the right now. Is there some type of personal relationship to him? Of course, they've been trading him for years upon years upon years upon years upon years. Right. So I'm not surprised that there's some personal investment on their end as far as just. We know this guy, you know, he's our friend, blah, 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 blah. I'm sure they're friends, too, on top of it, right? But, I mean, that goes... So, I'll say this. Jackson Wink was the darling for quite some time, right? Mm. Uh, Carlos Mm. Condit uh, and and John Jones and uh, GSP when GSP was there. Like, Jackson Wink had a lot of shine on that name. And I'm yeah. not going to take a dig at the gym because I've never been there. I've never trained there. I don't know a single thing about their day-to-day or about their operational processes or anything about their business. So I'm not going to say anything bad about the gym. But I will say that they haven't produced another big name in a while. Which is just fact. I'm just stating a fact. They just Fair haven't enough. really done yeah. it, right? Whether that's because they can't attract uh, like, like top prospects to come train with them or... They can't create or output top-level fighters anymore. I don't know what it is. Um, All I will say is I think when Jackson Wink didn't really bat an eye at John Jones for anything that's happened, you have that story about how he hid under the ring. Remember when USADA came to test and he was hiding under the octagon? And he stayed until the gym closed. So they no did, shit. Yeah, that that whole fucking story when that everybody was making fun of him for, and the gym the gym backed him up on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like all I'm saying is just they've had their his back and they've been defending him ever since day one, and yeah. it's just like a again a part of it is yeah he's their biggest name. I'm not surprised, but be their friends with him, right? They've known him for so long and trained with him for so long. But see, it's also, at some point, 
And this is a lesson I learned when I was younger. And I, and I, I do pride myself on this on some level. You are judged by the company you keep. And if you have somebody who beats their wife in front of their kids as somebody you consider close company or proximity to you that you interact with daily or you are friends with or friendly with or you keep in a circle of, mm. of your life, you are by action or inaction saying, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Mm. Like yeah. if you were a piece of shit, I wouldn't be friends with you. That's just right. how it is, right? And I think I think we all naturally fall into these types of circles. Hence why as we all get older, we all lose or we our our circle of, of our social circle shrinks, right? As we get older. The people that mm -hmm. are valuable and, and align most with, with what we are okay with and what we believe and agree with, that becomes strengthened as we get older, right? And that becomes the yeah. go to. So if you were a piece of shit, right? Like I'm not gonna hang out with you. You know, if you were a horrible parent to your daughter, I wouldn't be thrilled to be like, oh, yeah, I totally can't wait to, like, spend time with Mikey and talk to him. I'm going to be like, no, he's a shitty dad. That's not cool. Right. I don't like that. <laughs> and I don't yeah. want to associate yeah. with somebody who's a shitty parent um, when they have the capability to not be a shitty parent. I think that's mm -hmm. not good. You know, and it's hard. I'm not saying this is like an easy thing for anybody on the planet to deal with, especially when you're this person is if you were hypothetically bringing me, I don't know, like $80,000 a month in fees, whether it's from new students, retaining students for memberships or from fight purses that you win. Like, of course, I'm not going to be eager to throw you out of my life. Right. So yeah. I get it. I just bought a brand new Jaguar because of you. That's awesome. Like, I'm not going to be like, well, fuck this guy. I'm going to have some hesitation. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. going to be like, uh, you know, like he's going through a phase, you know, it's hard. You know, he drinks too much, does too much blow. You know, he spends yeah. too much money at the strip club. You know, he gets all riled up like fucking what? What? So. No. Um, it's it, to me, I think it's just amazing. Like even with all like his criminal history though and how many years back it goes and how many offenses this dude has like you know it, it, it that was the perfect example it's like if you found out i was a child abuser to my own kid it's like well f i could go fuck myself right mm -hmm. but these guys just stick with them and and another yeah. thing you had mentioned you know hey i get it you know what it, he's just He's one of those guys where he was literally put on this earth to do what he does. And exactly. I get they don't want to lose that, but at the same time, I can't help but think, like, you're also giving yourself a bad rep, though. Yes. The, yes, the they are. The fact that you are protected. So it's almost like they're still they're doing more damage to themselves. Okay, yeah. If they completely ban him and kick him out of the gym, whatever... They're losing out an amazing fighter out of all the people they have on the UFC roster that are in that gym. I get that. It, so it almost seems like it's a lose-lose. Do they lose an, their top-tier fighter out of all the UFC guys? Or do they hold on to him and have no self-respect or dignity and then have this reputation of covering up for this guy? Well, they're not going to... I don't think they're going to lose as much rep. Like, you're definitely right. The name Jackson Wink has been tarnished over time, I think. I really do believe that. I truly believe that 
the shine on that name of that MMA gym has definitely diminished. Mm-hmm. Whether it's by performance or whether it's by inaction against against this entire situation with John Jones. But John Jones has a trend of everybody around him knows he's a big ticket person. They know he's a big paycheck for them. So they allow it. What did the UFC as an enti- as a multi, what is it? It's billion, right? Multi $6 billion, right? Billion dollar company do when he popped hot for a test. They changed the event on a week's notice for him. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. How many times has he been given title shot opportunities and, and he's come back immediately into contention and he has the ability to defend and and no matter despite the time off and how many times has the ufc and jackson wink the gym and now the coaches especially have all put up with this and all said we'll still stay with you we'll still stick with you we'll still stick with you we're still keeping you you're not getting cut you're not being suspended you're not gonna you know we're not gonna lose you as an opportunity to fight and make money that's yeah everybody does it you know, and he makes money because of it. And I get yeah. that. I totally get that. Like, I think in the past five years, and we've touched on this before, but in the past five years, there's been a lot of this whole, why are companies doing this thing, right? Why are they making this action? And a lot of it is in the critique of like, why are they being so keen on on um, social progress and being quote unquote social justice warrior with their actions? And it's like on one hand, it's it's to say they're doing something because a it's the trend right mm. let's not forget these are companies you know let's not forget that these are companies that will quote unquote support you know uh pride month and then they will stop doing things to support prides uh the gay community uh, lgbtq uh, plus community the second the month is over right right let's not pretend that like everybody here is altruistic in their motives companies are not fucking altruistic <laughs> they're here for money they're here for profit they have quarterly reports they have audits they have annual like meetings and 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 like shareholders they have to be held responsible to so, so i view everything that's been happening i mean most of everything that's happening with that lens of on one hand they're going well what is the demographics in the market say what does the research say oh people will buy our product if we put out a statement right we put out a statement about something whether it's like black lives matter or any type of of current trending topic that's being discussed and 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 um i guess prioritized by society and our culture on one hand they're doing that right oh hey we'll we'll get on their side because that's the majority the other mm-hmm. side of it is and again none of this none of this is altruistic the other side of it is like we can get good press by doing that right We'll get good press. So that person said something inflammatory, just fucking dump them, right? Get rid of them. It's like, well, they didn't really say anything too crazy, but they did say something that could be considered uh, inappropriate and offensive. It's like, then get rid of them. It's like, why? It's because that's that's investment. Yeah. We're cutting ties with this person or this thing, and we're investing into the larger and the younger demographic right now. So fucking do it. They don't care. Do you think they're saying we need to have a meeting about the right, just, proper, mature, like way to handle the situation as adults and as a way to to really show our values and our ethics and the credo of what our company's culture stands for? They're not fucking saying that. They're saying, okay, how can we mitigate the damage of this on our shares? (laughs) 
how can we mitigate the impact on on sales for this quarter we're rounding out on the year it's quarter three we're entering quarter four let's finish the second half of this year strong if we cut this if we cut this issue off and just get rid of this person how will that impact our 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 clicks on twitter because right now we're trending Right now, that person is trending in top 10 on Twitter. Right now, that person is trending on TikTok. Right now, that person is trending on clicks on Facebook. And these following articles are being circulated. They have the fucking stats, right? I know mm. they do. I, I work, I've worked in enough companies to know they do. <laughs> like, I know they get yeah. these stats. It's not You and I can get these stats for our own pages, right? It's not hard. So they 100% are doing it from a perspective of, well, we need to calculate and analyze what the impact of this is on our value for what we have and our like our value if we do not make a move. Mm-hmm. That's how they view it. Because if everybody viewed their actions as, what is the right thing to do here? That's, we would be seeing very different outcomes in a lot of situations, but they don't, yeah. right? So again, there is, I think there is a personal investment on Jackson Wink specifically, like the people Jackson and, and, and Winkle John, I think there is a personal investment on those two guys of, hey, we've been training this guy for his entire fucking career for the most part. And we know him through and through. And we know he's a certain type of person and he's just fucking up right now because he's making mistakes. And, mm-hmm. and we think he can be okay. He can be saved or something, right? So we're gonna we're gonna do the PR move. We're going to we're gonna put out the flames. He's temporarily banned or suspended from our gym. But we're just going to bring the pads to his garage. That's all. So it's just going to be the two of us and him working together. Because we need him to still be able to win because that, that's how we get paid. Right? Yeah. And he gets paid a lot for the headlining pay-per-view, like, heavyweight championship stuff. So we, we need this. We need this. You know? there's This Francis Naganu contract comes through and signs. It's going to be massive. It's going to fucking pop off. We need to be involved. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So, I mean... That's my take on the whole situation. I think it's, I think it's, again, the second, not even the second, after like the fourth or fifth time that there's been a legal problem with him and the Jackson Wink gym and Jackson Wink the people uh, haven't really said or done anything to mitigate any type of part of, any part of this, it's just been like, you're fine with it then. Like I said, like like that's the circle they keep. You're okay with mm-hmm. this, and the fact that he's like, if if I find out you were beating your wife, probably not talking to you, man. <laughs> Sorry to say, if I find out if I find out you're beating your wife, I I would probably just be like, hey man, I heard what happened. I'm not gonna say your wife's name for the sake of uh, privacy on the podcast, but I heard what happened to to blank to your wife. Um, mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing? And if you say, oh, man, like, I'm just going through a rough time, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, okay, well, uh, that our podcast is on hold until, like, you figure <laughs> shit out. So later, dude. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Like, and then we're done. <laughs> and then, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's how that goes, right? Like, mm. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be associated with somebody who does that. With I don't yeah. want a domestic abuser in my fucking social circle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. Fuck that. I shouldn't want a domestic abuser in my social circle. <laughs> so I'm not going to put up with that, right? Like, and neither should you. It's like, oh, this dude, he sometimes says, you know, anti-Semitic shit. And like half the time he's joking, but the other half, I know he's kind of fucked up, but he's a good guy for the most part. It's like, okay, you're seeing the glass half full here, which is great. You're seeing the positivity and humanity, but you're ignoring the part that's like kind of toxic that it still exists. And if it's in mm. your circle, you're okay with it right yeah. like 
that's yeah. the thing. It's like you're kind of saying that's okay. And that's the weird thing I don't understand. That like they're okay with him beating his wife bloody. Yeah. Literally bloody. And in front yeah. of his kids. The kids weren't shocked and crying. The kids were calm in that whole situation. And they were like, oh, yeah. Can you call the cops, please? Like, this is like, <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, no, it's true. So that means the kids have probably dealt with this before. And it's just, yeah. I don't know. I can't think, let me put it this way. I can't think of any other reason why they, why this would keep going. I can't other than, other than the money because capitalism, mm-hmm. baby, it's all about the dollar. There's nothing more important than dollar, not lives, not reputation, not brand loyalty, Whatever just brings the most money is the move you make. And that's the only way I can see this. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you said, what, what does loyalty get Jackson Wink right now? Right now, exactly. right, that's getting them the reputation of the gym that's okay with domestic abuse. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it's going to get to a point where not only is John Jones the devil, but then that gym is going to be considered hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if it keeps continuing this way, it'll be... You know what's crazier? What it, You know, when this uh, Francis Naganu fight happens and John wins... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, this is the devil and where he trains as hell. I mean, they're gonna... It's not even he's the fighter that everyone hates. Like, that's the gym no one wants to be associated with. Or maybe they do for the attention. Who knows? Right? It's just... And the other... You know you know what the other thing that's weird? He's he's close to Holly Holm. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. the preacher's daughter. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I don't know what kind of traditional f- like family values that are discussed between the two of them. But I, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I feel like Holly's a very... Uh, righteous pious woman and uh yeah i wonder her feeling and input i could i could maybe imagine that she went up to the coach and was just like okay enough is enough i'm not okay with this yeah and then they're gonna be like well you could leave yeah they they would because you know it's funny you you were naming off all these fighters and i just kept thinking like man they've kind of had like back and forth careers so far a lot of them yeah that gym's falling off man yeah you know performance wise uh, b- besides Cowboy, you know, who, like you said, left, I mean, they've all had, like, no one, <laughs> no one else has had a long winning streak like John has. Uh, John's the anomaly. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, not yeah. wife. His girlfriend, his fiance. His fiance, I think, of like, what, 12 years? They've been together for a long time. Actually, didn't they yeah. meet in college? I think so. I, I don't so. know that. Listen, I get it, and you know, people have certain boundaries in in their relationships. Everybody's relationship is set differently, you know. And when I, it it kind of for me personally, again, and I know John Jones and his girlfriend, they're not the only ones that have this type of relationship. I mean, I think my wife would fucking leave me in a second. If I told her, hey, I'm going to a strip club. Oh, no, no, I, no, no, to, no. Wait, 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 wait. What would her reaction be? Not that you said you're going to a strip club. You said, I'm taking $15,000 and going to the strip club. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
again, you know what? I get it. There's a, probably a million couples out there in globally that are quite open with certain things. To me, that's that alone is just weird, right? And then just... The beating, and then did they not like take a photo together as if everything was okay? Like, hey, we're fine. <laughs> I don't like, know about that I, part. I think it's really gonna get to a point. Like, I think something's honestly wrong with her as well, or maybe he like whipped her into that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, like you said, I'm not to judge anybody's relationship of like their their boundaries or or what they sure de- what they sure. deem as being comfortable. Like that. I could see why that's weird. Like, I'm coming home yeah. grabbing $15,000 and going to the strip club to do coke all night. Like, you know, that's not really a healthy habit. Um, any of those things. Just, you know, uh, but again, I'm because where I was getting at was like, you know, seeing her so comfortable after this whole situation. Well, what is she going to say? Me, well, here's, where, here's my point. Okay. It kind of gets me wondering like well has this happened before but not to this extent where blood was drawn you know like oh i well, after this incident when in like the way that every that every report has has recounted how the children behaved which is they seemed like nothing was weird about like it it's just another day that means 100% this has happened before yeah 100% i don't know I mean, I would assume, I wouldn't know, but I would assume if out of nowhere you started beating your wife, your kid might have a weird reaction to it. Just guessing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just I would fu- think so. Just guessing. I know nothing about like family life, uh, <laughs> raising a family, but I had to guess if I had three children and they were totally calm um, because I beat my wife and she was bloody, I would assume it's not the first fucking time. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm assuming it's not the first time they've seen that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, I see a lot of people who commented. And not and for the record, everybody listening, we know that this is a rehash, essentially, of last week. But John Jones keeps being John fucking Jones. And, mm-hmm. and, just, and Rocky just doesn't stop making movies, right? So, so long, just made so many. So, sorry for a repeat style of last week. But... I heard a lot of people were commenting just what ha- what what's it going to take? What if he killed somebody? What if he hits another mm. pregnant lady and he kills her? Mm. Right? What if what, well, what, um, what happens then? Does Dana White post bail? Does Dana White it, send UFC lawyers to help him? How far? They've already they they've stuck with him through all of this. All mm. of this. They've stuck through with him, right? Yep. And as much grief as Conor McGregor gets, he hasn't done this mm-hmm. stuff yet. So yeah, I I want to know how far will he mm-hmm. will they will everybody in his circle stick by his side? Mm. Yeah, no, he'll get the same treatment that. Um, forgive me for putting it this way. I don't know if it was Bruce or Caitlyn Jenner that killed that person. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Caitlyn. I think it was Caitlyn. Okay, so it was Caitlyn Jenner. I think, I, yeah, and I think, uh, I think just completely got away with it, you know. <laughs> and it was her fault. And uh, but she's Caitlyn Jenner. But she's Caitlyn Jenner. 
She's famous. And that's so, to answer your question, man. If this dude ends up killing someone, whether or not it's, you know, OJ style or well, okay, maybe that one will actually will actually see some justice, but if it was like car related He's drag racing. He's, shooting. he's getting the Jenner treatment. He's for sure. he's drunk on blow with strippers yep. in the car, drag racing while shooting guns in the air. Yeah, those yeah. are all things that he has done. Not all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> but those are all things that he's he's been t- caught doing. Um, so <laughs> I didn't make treatment. any of those things up. That's all official record. Um, and then yeah, yeah, and then he he ac- he like accidentally kills somebody. He hits them with the car or something. Yep. Vehicular manslaughter. Yep. So there you go. I'm super curious if Dana White would like send lawyers for him and help him out. Mm. And if Jackson Wink are by his side in suits trying to push the cameras away when he walks out of the courthouse. Like I'm wondering how much people stand by his side on that. Because you know what's funny with Conor McGregor? His team, his coaching staff, they were like, fuck you. This was your choice. You're going to court and that's you. That is on you. And then Connor turned himself in and it was just him and like the other, his teammate who, who was uh, found guilty as well with him in the act, the warrant for both of them. They showed up and they just said, Nope, we're here. My wife's not here. My coaches aren't here. This is me. And I did it. So here I am. Yep. And we saw video of him in court testifying, right. And talking like, for again, for and I'm not trying to paint McGregor as some you know angel, but for all the grief that McGregor gets, I mean, he he takes his whippings, you know what I mean? Like he he atones for it. He sticks up. He stands up and says, "Yep, I made a mistake." Yeah, you know what he says that, but I mean, with lately, man, I mean, does he atone? Does he actually like process certain things anymore? You know, I I don't know. I mean, so he's. He's living a life that we can't imagine. Yeah. That's the, that's the problem. But like, here's the thing. At least ceremoniously, he still says something. He doesn't say, this is just another test by God, you know, to put that old man who didn't want to drink my whiskey in front of me and I had to punch him for it. You know, this is just a test that I, I have to pass and I, I, and I passed by punching him, you know, and just like, here's some weird, here's some random Bible, Bible verse I'm going to quote um, mm. because that means, that means I'm innocent. He doesn't do that like John Jones did. Yeah. Where he, yeah, true. you know, where he posted bail and then he's in the gym bench pressing and posting pictures of it saying like, just another test. Passing mm-hmm. my tests. I'm unstoppable. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So at least ceremoniously, McGregor is saying the right things. Does he mm-hmm. still feel it? I, I have no idea, man. I, I, you're talking about a guy who, who own, who got ownership of the 12th ever Lamborghini uh, speedboat on the planet in honor of proper 12 like <laughs> yeah yeah this is true this dude makes so much money you know what i mean like like we can't fathom how much money he has yeah he has a house out in the west coast he has a house in Ireland, at least one house in ireland he has at least one yacht now he has a speedboat he has a whiskey brand he has uh, the Black Forge Inn, which is like a upscale sports restaurant that he has in, in, in Dublin. He's got, yeah, dude, yeah, dude. He's got private jets. Like he's endorsed by multiple different brands, and it just he has his own fight promotion. 
We can't. I, we can't imagine. Yeah. We can't imagine his lifestyle. Yeah. Like mm. I can't imagine it. That's like trying to imagine Mark Wahlberg's lifestyle, where during the pandemic he had his personal chef move in, so he could, so him and his family could just have fresh made meals every day for over a year. I don't know how much money you make, Mikey, but I don't think you can afford. <laughs> I don't think if you and I put all of our money together, we could afford to pay somebody, let alone have the space to have them live with us, to make yeah. us every meal for everybody in the house for over nope. a year. Yeah, no, nope. that's we can't even imagine that kind of lifestyle because no. that wasn't like a goal of theirs. That was a thing of just, you know, it'd be nice. You know, it'd be good for us. We don't have to worry about cooking for the next year. And we have healthy mm. foods and just boom that that that's how that was that was their answer to well, well what are we going to do for groceries you know what let's not think about groceries for a year let's just have our chef do it <laughs> that's what that is you know what i mean yeah that's what that is mikey that's it's like oh but how how are we going to get to how are we going to go see your parents it's like why would we we'll just they'll just fly here <laughs> we'll just have the chopper go pick them up it's like, yes. oh yeah, totally. Like, I can't. Our minds can't even. We, we they don't think like that. Yeah, they can't think like that because yep. we're normal. We have normal shit to deal with. Oh, there's traffic. I have to get into a vehicle. Nah, fuck that. I'll them fly here. Chopper that. Chopper their asses over here. Let's go. I want them here twelve o'clock tomorrow, and I want a whole buffet ready for them. Okay, cool. All right, I'm gonna go work on my golf swing. Like that's that's the <laughs> lifestyle they have, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of lifestyles, mm. let's get into the movie about lifestyles. Yeah. Um. Now, there are some key things that I want to say about this movie, but I love the way because you are so detailed in your recount of the, of these movies because I know yeah. you take notes and I know you're on top of it. So feel free to take it away and I will <laughs> okay. I will go on my tangents when you hit them. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, I want to start by saying I made a comment at the end of the last episode saying how this is we had already hit the climax with movie four. And this is kind of where it's either going to plateau or kind of start going downhill. Uh, I was sadly mistaken, at least for my opinion. I actually and granted, I've only seen this movie once when I was really young. So I've only remembered bits and pieces of it. Uh, but I'm glad we're doing these episodes and I got to rewatch this because I actually enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it for the plot, believe it or not. Um, maybe you have a different opinion on that, which I would love to hear. But so, okay. Obviously, movie opens up. This is movie number five, you know, and again, there's a formula to everything. So as usual, you get the recap of the final fight in the fourth movie. And you're just seeing highlights as the credits are going by. And <laughs> the first official scene <laughs> to this fucking movie, Matt. Now... You know, I, I've, I've made comments uh, about there were some sexual tendencies in some of these films. And, uh, you know, there's nothing like seeing Rocky Balboa <laughs> <laughs> hit, 
hands up against the wall, looking down, one leg in front of the other, butt-ass naked, uh, just kind of contemplating what just happened. I didn't need to see that. I did not want to see... Intimate is intimate, okay? It's supposed yes. to be intimate, Mikey. It's <laughs> about the intimacy that we have connected to the character of Rocky. He is naked because his soul is naked. It is bare. It is raw. All right. All right, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's... Uh, I mean, that was an interesting shot. Was that necessary? Absolutely not. Yo, I, I, I think... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, fun fact, and? that's the only time, uh, is it? Yeah. It's the only time you see him not even just completely naked, but without a shirt on. In this entire film, he was wearing clothes. Yeah. Ooh, that's mm. a good point. I didn't notice so that I think until maybe they did. <laughs> I think maybe they just had to get it all out right there in the beginning because you weren't going to see it ever again for the rest of the film. I'm not too sure. I mean, he was uh, he's cheeked up, man. Like... <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, and I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you you made that comment because we have something to talk about later on. Just a quick mention. Okay, that's okay. very cheeky. Uh, yeah. So, did we need the full nudity? No, but I, think, I guess the yes. ladies. I think the ladies yes. need something to look at. I think yes. Uh, I, I think we need we need some more man ass cheeks in our films. Yeah, I think it. Yeah. I think it's. Because it's such a, a tender spot. It's such a vulnerable <laughs> spot. And I think by showing it, it, it shows the vulnerability of, of the of the character. It really exposes and connects us to the character more. Yeah. Through those booty uh, cheeks. Now, to be fair, you know, he's in this position <laughs> not because he's trying to... Uh, you mean on the wall the or you mean naked? And, huh? You mean leaning against uh, the wall or naked? All right, you know what? Let's not sugarcoat it, though. I mean, right. you told me the position. Hands on the wall. Hands on the wall. Know. He had, like, one leg forward, the other leg back. Yeah, His he's ass leaning. was sticking out. Back was arched. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, that's the depressed position. Yeah, dude. I don't... Th uh, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> while, <laughs> while he's striking this pose, he's having... Just a mental breakdown is what the best way I would describe it, right? Yeah. Of what he just went through. Uh, and mind you, he's still in Russia. So he's literally in the shower room after the fight with uh, Drago. And uh, he's literally like reliving a nightmare. Um, and not that this is a spoiler, but this kind of like haunts him throughout the film. Uh, literally this last fight he had. Um, and... He, I guess, is talking to his coach, saying, hey, get Adrian. Um, and the coach is like, all right, like, everything cool? And he sounds concerned, you know, like, no, like, get Adrian. I need to talk to Adrian. So Adrian comes in. Rocky's done, you know, taking his sexy shower. And uh, this is a, a, a side of Rocky we never saw. We, we've seen Rocky... Uh, demonstrate fear for the first time throughout the films and we heard him discuss like I've never felt fear before you know and but like he was really shooken up and uh, you know I mean he, he literally is telling her I cannot stop my hands from shaking I don't know what's wrong you know and you hear it in his voice he even called her Mick like his old coach 
so in my head, I'm like, oh, shit, this dude has brain damage. Um, or something. Like, he's, like, he's still not, like, 100% conscious right now. Like, something's happening. Uh, or he got, like, hit so hard, like, there, he's, he, it's affecting his nerves and whatever, right? So, you know, Adrian's concerned, the whole typical, we gotta see a doctor, Rocky! Gotta see a doctor. No, I just want to go home, you know. And so they head home. Hasta la vista, Russia. Um, here's what I think is funny. When they return, the son, his real son, by the way, again, who I don't know if I mentioned this, he did pass away. This kid's name was Sage. Sage Stallone, I believe. Uh, he passed away sometime in the mid 2000s. Oh um, no! From what? Uh, that I don't know. I don't remember. I don't, I'm not sure if it was something like natural, like some sort of sickness or, uh, like disease oh, he had. Damn, that's horrible. Um, yeah. So that was that. And I think that's the kid he had with, um, uh, I forget the actress's the, the, name, yeah. uh, from the fourth movie. I want to say that that was their son. But anyways, um, 2012. Oh, he died in 2012, excuse me. He died in 2012. Holy shit. Yeah. That's insane, yeah. dude. Yeah, Sasha. Okay. The uh his his, his Sage's mother and and Stallone's uh ex-wife, Sasha Sizak. Okay. Yeah. Um he was found dead. Yeah. Uh empty yeah. uh he died of cor uh Coronary artery disease caused by atherosclerosis. There you go. No, uh, he was found with prescription bottles, but there were nothing was found during his uh, toxicology test. Right. So, it's not like he OD'd on anything. It was simply from a heart what issue. he had. Yeah, yeah. A heart issue. So there you that go. Sucks, man. What the fuck? Yep. Um, what what I thought was funny was the kid was a certain age in the fourth movie, but in this one, he's clearly a teenager. <laughs> You know, I mean, he was only oh, in Russia was, for so long. He wasn't a teenager. Okay, I want you to go back to the fourth movie and look how old his kid was in the fourth movie. And I get it. Oh, uh, okay, from that. I was going to say, like, he, that, was, yeah. he was, like, in middle school. I wouldn't say that's a teenager. Uh, what's, uh, well, what's the age range? I don't, I don't even know the fucking age range. What's the age range? You would think, like, 13 to 14 would be, like, 7th and 8th grade. You're getting into uh, yeah. high school, going you're from right. like fourth. You you're know? right. I, I was gonna. Like, say, I was gonna say like fifth grade. He looked like he was in fifth grade. Oh, at least the maybe. bully sounded like it to me. But I don't. What do I know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Sorry. Continue. Continue. I mean, but my whole thing was like clearly a huge age yeah. difference. Just like, <laughs> oh, dude, like you were only away for a month <laughs> or right. whatever, two a couple months, and yes. All right, cool. You aged six years significantly. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. You know, and it's funny because now Rocky just seems like his his old self, Happy Cherry. He's uh, hey, how family. You, and how you doing? Yeah, hey, how you yeah. doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I thought it was funny how the kids like, hey, Uncle Polly, is that? Don't you think Dad's acting weird? And I'm thinking like, dude, first off, calm, calm your tits. <laughs> all right. I know Rocky. I know your father because I've watched him. 
in five different films. <laughs> this is Rocky. Yeah. This is your father. <laughs> I know you guys don't have the best relationship, although he clearly loves you. Uh, but I think I'm <laughs> uh, allowed to say, no, that is Rocky. But I don't know. He saw something. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, there's like... Um, I think it was right after he got off the plane was when he was doing like post like he was doing a press uh, a press meeting. Yes, yeah. A press conference. Um, it was a press conference and you know, there press is asking about, you know, like how was Russia and how did the fight go and hey, you thinking about fighting again and all of a sudden we get introduced and I don't remember this guy's name because in my head I kept thinking he's supposed to be the the Don King. of this movie um so i'm just going to refer to this character as don king although it wasn't don king (laughs) uh so we we meet this guy he like interrupts the entire press conference and he has a fighter with him and he's trying to like promote this fight against i believe the fighter was his name is kane um you know, and it's like Rocky just got off the plane. He's beat up, you know, and of course Adrian has to step in and open her her interesting mouth. And then, um, you know, it, it, they leave. You know, it was kind of like they brushed it off. Like, uh, you know, I just, let's just, guy, you know, thank you. We're leaving now. Bye. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and she really insinuated again fourth fifth time now retirement he's retired he's retired mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it, it really seemed though in this movie like rocky was really accepting this idea of retirement though and you know yeah i his mean char- the the, no, the, the the movie beforehand rocky four he was talking about it with apollo like come on man like what's next for us like, come on, we, yeah. we can't do this forever. Like, Rocky, I think, always had an understanding of, like, this has a, this is finite. This is very yeah. finite. And yeah. it's like, especially since he hurt his eye, right? Like, in the second movie. Was it in the second movie? Uh, you, you know what? I think it might have been the first. Uh, Mickey pointed out he yeah. has uh, a, a peripheral vision issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, he knew that this wasn't, like, a long-term thing. So... I, I just want to say as an asterisk, this whole thing of I'm done, I'm retired, okay, I'm done, I'm not gonna do it anymore. By Rocky, no, 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 <laughs> but but I'm a fighter, and that's what fighters do. But by Rocky, it's like don't you understand? I'm a fighter, and fighters have to fight. By Rocky, like that whole fucking theme has been going on since the second movie now, and it is yeah. old. It is so yeah. old. I, I like, I was, I was so. The glazed eyes that I had when that con- when every time those conversations happened in this fucking movie, yeah. But you, you you don't got it anymore. You can't fight. It was like, but I'm yeah. a fighter. Like like, <laughs> just, all of it. So aggravating. Continue. Yeah. But continue. Yes. 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 Uh, oh wait wait wait. I'm sorry. One more thing. Yeah. The Don King character that you're talking about. Yep. I found so annoying. Yes. Because I knew. Because we know this now. If yeah. that ever happened in a real press conference <laughs> or anything that this guy does in this movie ever happened in real life, he would mm. get he would have the life smacked out of him 
immediately. Yeah. Imagine yes. if Dana White was giving a press conference and this dude came up on stage and tried to start <laughs> talking to the mic. Yeah. That that yep. dude would be gone and done in probably three seconds, maybe six. Not only that, but how about how pushy were the fucking uh the 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 guys in the press themselves asking what we need to know yeah. like you need to tell us now yeah. if oh, you're accepting yeah. this fight we're not oh, like well, yeah yeah no 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 we're not waiting you need to let us know like right now <laughs> what is that like when did they become the boss and they did this throughout the film yes i was going to say like, it gets like worse later on like they were in charge of the whole conference they were yes and it, that was also we annoying we need answers because we've seen how that gets handled dana white says yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. That's a stupid yeah. fucking question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Take away his press his press badge. He's not allowed back at UFC events. Yeah. I don't give a fuck where he where he's from or who he reports to. Yeah, I don't want yeah. that dumbass here. Get the fuck out. That's what would happen in real life. Like, but you have to answer retirement. No, I don't. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen this. We've seen that. You know, like that that, that, that that's yeah. anyways. I was going to mention that later on, actually, but <laughs> I was going to say, because especially at the at the at the end with the the Tommy, uh, the Tommy interview um, uh-huh. where they're basically heckling him in the press. Oh, conference, yeah. Which we'll get yeah, to yeah, later yeah. on. But continue. yeah, we'll get to that. Continue, 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 continue. Um, you know, so now they're back at home. Uh, whatever. Everything's now water under the under the bridge. And, uh, you know, it shows the scene. Uh, where Rocky's going to his son's room, I guess, to say goodnight to him, and he's checking out the artwork. His kid, by the way, is into drawing pornography, which Rocky's, <laughs> you know, cool with, you know. I, uh, I, I saw that, and I thought, why is that in here? Why is they, Why can't it just be like a cow on a farm? Why is it got to be some some lady? With, like, it's, it's his teacher with big titties. It's just... His and, French and teacher, that's, and that's being nice too. Big. <laughs> uh, it was bigger than they were bigger than her. <laughs> to be fair, uh, they were like sixty ha- percent of the picture he drew. Uh, I, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't understand the part, the purpose of that. Of so, what are you drawing? Yeah, big titties, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just, they all big titties. Why are the titties yeah. so big? Who is this? I don't show your mother this. <laughs> yeah. Who is this? No, it's my French teacher, Dad. I say, oh, I know a little French, you know. Yeah. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like, yeah. what is this fucking scene I'm watching? What kind of, what point is this trying to make? The kid likes big tits. <laughs> this is just. I think they were trying to insinuate, which finally they did. By the way, the insinuate relationship. What? Well, here was what I was getting at. The relationship okay, I'm sorry. Go, go, between go. Go. father and son. Because this kid by the <laughs> this kid in what? The third movie? No. Or yeah, the third movie was completely neglected. Remember when they just said bye to him and then left for LA to go train? So he was only shown for like that split second in that movie. He was pretty much a baby in the first two. I uh, Right. You know, number four, Rocky goes to Russia and forgets his kid. So they're, I think they were really trying to get the audience bond. to understand, like, hey, no, no, like, they do have this bond together, you know, and 
yeah, he's the cool dad. He's not going to tell the mom like what the son's doing, but the son's still a good kid and blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, it's just yeah. in that Rocky fashion. Um, by the by, the way, the Don King, I think, is named George Duke. George Duke. Or That's Duke. the actor's name or the character's name from character's the movie? Character's name. Okay. Um, I'm going to stick with Don King okay. because I don't like George Duke. Um, <laughs> I don't like the name. I didn't like him as a character, but that's what he was meant to do, right. which, that me- which makes him a great actor if you hate him in the movie... Yes. Seeing as he is a hateful character, that means he did a goddamn amazing job. Um, all right, so George Duke, I guess. All right, well, whatever. Don, no, I, I like Don King. Get, all right, I continue, like Don continue, King. Continue, continue, continue. Um, so, you know, he says goodnight to his kid after, you know. Talking about big French titties. Yeah, and shitty jokes, and <laughs> that kid's got a fucking built-in fish tank in the wall above his bed, but whatever, Fishy right? Fishies. And um, so Rocky's leaving the bedroom and he's hearing uh, a discussion downstairs and it's Polly and Adrian and they're kind of going back and forth. And she's like, do you understand what you've done to us, Polly? And he's like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> it's not my fault. I was I, <laughs> I was wrong. Do you know? Yeah. How could I uh, be at fault? I'm the one who enabled it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I get it. Rocky's not the most genius guy, and Adrian can't really speak up half the time. But Paulie, for whatever reason, was left, uh, <laughs> was given this task of, uh, I don't know, I, I, I guess he worked with the accountant, or the accountant, I guess, confronted Paulie with some paperwork. Which I guess Paulie signed off on and handed back to him, uh, which gave Rocky's accountant a, a power of attorney over everything. Mm-hmm. And because of this, I guess the accountant had some bad business deals or whatever he was doing, and they end up losing everything because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're completely in debt. And it shows, um, you know, the next scene, Rocky, Adrian, you know, they go to, I I assume he's a lawyer and he's explaining the whole situation, like what exactly happened. We're trying to find the guy, Um, you know, but you you owe like, there's like millions and millions of dollars of debt, you know, and uh, yeah, they, they have to end up auctioning off all their stuff and this is like now the downfall you know this is rocky's mc hammer moment um Mm -hmm. you know he had it all and because of a stupid mistake um he's now losing it so out of out of all the places they could have moved to they decided to go back to their lovely, I guess, uh, area of South Philly, because that's all they know. Well, Paulie said he never sold the house. Ah, okay. Oh, so that was the original house. That was the original house, and Polly was like, see, I never sold it. I never had a reason to. It's good. Aren't you happy I kept it? 
And they're like, oh. yeah, Polly, we love it. We love the fact yeah, I'm that I'm so stupid, it. too, because I was like, you know, this layout kind of looks familiar, but I'm not going to question it. All right. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they go back to their hometown. And um, shockingly, actually, all right, you know what? I, I actually skipped a, a, a crucial part. What part? I did. What part? Before we even get back, you know, it's the part where they move into the old house. Um, he goes for a, a brain scan. Oh, yeah. He goes to the doctor. Yeah. And finds out that he has essentially brain damage. And because of this, even if he wanted to fight, no athletic commission will give him a license to. Right. So even if he wanted to fight, he's literally, like, forced to retire. Yes. At this point. Um you know, so that's kind of what's happening now. And, you know, he's depressed, whatever. And then there's the scene where he goes through his old... He's in the attic, and he held on to his old hat, his old, you know, Rocky 1 and 2 style clothing. Jacket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... uh you know, him and Adrian have a little sentimental moment. And um, he goes to, I guess, the local bar that that was right across from Mickey's gym. and well, The one that Paulie's always at. Yeah. And it shows him coming out. And, hey, wouldn't you know it? He picked up smoking again. Mm-hmm. So he's drinking. He's smoking. Um, and he sees, you know, Mickey's old gym. And he goes in there. And uh, he starts having, you know, again, flashbacks of just the training or whatever. And there's this one moment, uh, a memory of Rocky's where he's remembering uh, a speech that Mickey gave him before fighting Apollo the first time. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was inspiration for him to do something more than nothing, you know? So he figured, well, you know what? I'm in this gym. I'm going to run it. I'm just going to run this yeah, gym, make I, it my I, own. And I, I tried to understand the, the significance of that scene other than showing how close him and Mickey were. Um, and Mickey handing yeah. off like the Rocky Marciano thing, the necklace that yeah. he had. And um, yeah. I, I just think that was trying to show his bond to Mickey to say and that's why he's reopening the gym so something like that yeah remember how i i mentioned how in the fourth movie the whole point was to give you the idea of robots yeah that was the point of the robot right this movie is about father and son relationships whether or not you're biological yes so i think in that moment that was because rocky i think he either never really knew his dad or his dad kind of up and left type of situation but mickey was the father figure yes so that was a moment of father and son and he's handing something down to his son right right um so that was like the vibe i got it's it's the bond between parent and child throughout the movie and hey guess what since they've been on this whole uh music kick the last like film or two we get introduced to hip-hop throughout (laughs) this entire fucking movie Finally. Not once. Yeah, man, because it's starting to take over. I think this film was, what, early 90s? Late 80s, early... I think we just hit the 90s. 
I think it's one. I I want to say early '90s, um, especially because of just the the way it was shot, like the colors yeah. and all that. Yes. It made me think early '90s. Yeah. Um. um yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look up the exact date actually right now. Yeah, 1990 on the dot. Go. Good call. There you go. Um. So yeah, you know, you got this genre of music that's becoming huge now, and it's like, hey, let's put it in the fucking film, and they did. And it was hippity hoppity. And um, yeah, so they're playing this music as Rocky and his family are arriving to the new slash old house. Yes. And moving in. And what was really cool was um, seeing the name, like everyone just like still cheering for Rocky, no matter what oh, yeah. his situation was. Oh, yeah. There's a statue there of him. Yeah, 100%. Sure. Philly's behind you know, him. But it, it's, it's, just nice to know that the people even realized his situation was kind of like, we get it. It's not your fault. Because they showed the newspaper clips, you know, like those highlights. Like, it was clearly the accountant. This is what he's going through. But, man, like, not one bad person, like, or or, or, or negative thing um, towards Rocky in that situation. Yeah. So, it was, it was kind of cool to see the support from... The neighborhood took him back. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, um, you know, he's walking with Polly or whatever down the street. And then we get introduced to a young kid. Well, younger. Uh, Tommy Gunn. I love these character names, by the way. <laughs> They're like the, the cliche, like. Bad guy names. Yes. Yeah. Tommy Gunn. Um, and literally, just as this kid is introducing himself to Rocky, the the Don King or whatever his name was, uh, George Duke, you said? Yeah. Um, you just say Don King. It's fine. Cool. He comes in trying to promote shit again. And, hey, Adrian happened to be in the area. Yeah. Oh, because she works at the Fishy Fishy Market. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she put a hold on everything and... I, really trying to tempt Rocky, but for the record, no. the the way that he talks, I think is the is is the second most annoying thing. The second, well, he was literally promoting a fight. Whether the guy is in promotion mode, whether or not it's a one on one yes, conversation, exactly. or towards a, an entire stadium of people, exactly, exactly. He, like we get it, we get you're supposed to play this promoter, but yes. you don't have you know. That's why I think Apollo Creed was good with his role. Like, he was a fighter, but he, you could tell he's an educated man. He speaks well, you know. He put on a persona for the press conferences, yes. and then he was someone else. You know what I mean? That yes. was Apollo Creed. But this guy is just full-on promotion. All the time, 24-7, never stops. Yeah, this that's super annoying. Yeah, um, it's very annoying. But, yeah, so, you know, and it pretty much ends right there and. Tommy tries to talk to Rocky again. He's like, yeah, not right now. I got shit on my mind. But Tommy's like, train me. I can box. I yeah. can fight. Yeah. I'm like you. I'm from Ohio. Or whatever the fuck he said. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like, a, he's a southern boy. Oklahoma, I think. Oklahoma. Like, he did have that yeah. 80s Midwest mullet. So Mullet, dude. Yeah. Very, very. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, this movie goes back and forth a lot between 
Rocky and his son. Because, again, they're trying to portray this part of their relationship, right? Right, so right. So the next scene that I have written down anyways is, um, you know, he's taking his kid to school. And, uh, you know, his his kid is just, he was born more or less with a silver spoon in his mouth, you know? And he's a good kid. It's not like he's a spoiled brat, but, like, you could tell, like, he is just so uncomfortable walking in these shitty streets of South Philly. And Rocky's, like, trying to, like, talk to him, like, hey, like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, this is to be my school. I like the bricks here or whatever he said. <laughs> it's shiny. <laughs> it's it shiny. was shiny yeah, back yeah. in the day. You know, it just needs a little shine. <laughs> it's going to look really good, you know? Yeah. And the kid's it. like... If you say so, Father. Yeah. Uh, well, needless to say, the son gets jumped. And uh, <laughs> he, he not only gets beat up, but then gets his coat stolen. Yeah, welcome to the neighborhood. I'm going uh, to Philly, bitch. Yeah. Um, and again, it's it just like it, it cuts to another scene where Rocky's got the, the, the Mickey's gym up and running. It's not in shambles. He cleaned it up. He's got. He's actually got fighters in there. He's training people. He's coaching people. Um, and uh, Tommy Gunn comes in again. This character. He's like, "Hey, like, do you have time now? Like, I, I want to show you what I can do." And he's like, "All right, you know, whatever. Uh, we'll see how it goes." And uh, you know, he's he's boxing, but he's showing aggression. And he's not really listening, right? He's just kind of, uh, he's going off of emotions. That's that's what, that's Tommy Gunn's character. Um, yes, 100%. He, he, when, when he speaks, like he, it sounds like he does come from a good place, but when he gets in the ring and, you know, he, he always starts out slow, but then once he gets like a combo in, he just goes aggressive. And when you tell him to stop, it's like everything else, he just goes deaf. He's bloodthirsty. Yes. Yes. But also, yes. here's the thing. That there's so there's so many things in these Rocky movies that, like, we know, we know. If you were sparring and you started lighting up your sparring partner, and the coach watching said stop, and you didn't stop. Yep. They're not. Just, they're not just gonna let you keep wailing on this dude. Mm. That that's not how that work. The coach comes in and then busts you up if you don't yeah. stop. That's how that works. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not like that's. And the whole time they're just like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Stop it. Calm down. Hey, what are you doing? I said, relax. Hey, <laughs> this is Spark. The whole time it shows Tommy just like, this dude's like spitting 360 from getting fucking uh, haymaker. <laughs> and, and all you hear is just, what are you doing? What, why are you doing that? All right, come on. Relax, relax. Calm it down. What are you doing? This is like that would never happen in a gym. Yeah. Unless you go to a bad gym. Because if you go to a good gym, <laughs> the coach says, stop yeah. it, rings the bell, pause, and if you don't fucking stop, the coaches are coming in. Yeah. That's just how that works. Yeah, man. Continue. Uh, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, nineteen ninety was a was a whole other animal. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, right. Uh <laughs> so you know, we see that scene, 
And he's like, listen, I'm, yeah, listen, I'm going to forget about you. Like, <laughs> I, I got like other the, people to train. You're not even listening to me. Like, what I like the you. most is after Tommy goes way too hard on this dude and fucks this dude up and ignores <laughs> Rocky and Rocky's trying to tell him to stop and calm it down. This dude has the audacity to be grinning and going, so what did you think, Rocky? Did you like what you mm. saw? Did you like it? Mm-hmm. Did, I, did I do a good job, Rocky? And Rocky's just... I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's just just like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Yeah. Sorry, continue. That was just fucking Uh, stupid the way they did that. But continue, continue. (laughs) I digress. I I, I agree 100%. I digress. Uh, So again, switching the scene again, cutting to the son's perspective. Now I guess school is out. He's walking home. And uh, so I I didn't mention this before. The bullies that had jumped... um, his son, they, there was a girl with them. And uh, so this time, she it was only her. She caught up to the son and was like, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, whatever. And they're having a, a nice little conversation. She, she seems nice. And uh, watch you, the reason watch you why get I, your shit kicked in earlier, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I like how you mentioned um, Sylvester Stallone's amazing ass because... <laughs> Right as their scene was ending, she literally <laughs> like leans back, stares at the kid's butt, and she goes, "You know, for an Italian, you got a nice butt, <laughs> or something along those lines." So again, father and son thing. I don't know if that was supposed to be a connection right there, but cock hungry whores. <laughs> <laughs> both the father and son apparently are both cheeky. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, they're just, they're just, you know, they're just cheeked up. I guess the movie may wanted to make it a point that they're cheeked up together. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. Try to sprinkle uh, Italian pride somewhere on that, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> but whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and again, as soon as that scene's over, guess what happens? Boom. Back to Rocky. Walking down the street, because what else are you going to do in South Philly in 1990? Um and Tommy encounters him again, and he's really trying to persuade him this time. Like, listen, I, I get it. You don't know me, but I'm hungry just like you were. He's giving this whole speech, and, you know, Rocky's starting to feel kind of like, you know what? I, I, I get it because I've been there. You can see it on his face, how Rocky's kind of reacting to this. And he's, yeah. and he's like, all right, well, you hungry? Come on. Let's <laughs> come to my house to eat. And... uh yeah, so the scene now takes place at the house where everybody's together. And, you know, the son talks about his dad's school, how he got beat up, he got his jacket stolen. Right, right. Very calm reaction from Rocky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, Rocky kind of had the the right mentality as far as like, hey, maybe I should show you a punch or two so you can, like, defend yourself yeah. But Adrian's like, no, Rocky, no, that's not what we do. You got to make the right choices or whatever. And, and I, yeah. I don't know what. Rocky's you know? like, but I'm a fighter, you know, that's what, <laughs> what I do. And the theme repeats oh, itself. Rocky. But yeah, continue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I digress. So we learn something about Tommy you know, yeah. throughout this. And uh, uh, I forgot who asked Tommy the question. I think it was the son. I think the son asked like... Uh, you know, who taught you to fight? Oh, was did your dad teach you? He goes, no, actually, uh, he's like, my dad actually used to um, uh, 
beat me with a belt and he would beat my mom too. And there were times, you know, and my dad's name is John Jones. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That was so easy after the, after the first half of this. I'm sorry. That was, that was rude. Wow. I just said it for the laughs. I, wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then my watch ran off. I'm sorry. Ooh. Continue. <laughs> wow. I love these full circle moments. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, um, yeah, he has a troubled past. You know, his, his dad was very abusive. And then he goes on to say, you know, I, uh, he goes, it's funny because when I did learn to throw a punch or whatever, my dad was the first person I ever knocked out. Um, and he goes, and maybe that's why that's what keeps me motivated in the ring or whatever, because every time I see my opponent, I guess I just think of my dad. So it's like, well, there you go. That's yeah. where the rage comes from. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because again, the whole entire movie, they push this narrative of father and son, father, son, and the bond, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Or the lack of. Mm-hmm. So, and this is what's interesting because Tommy clearly just said, you know, there wasn't one, there wasn't a bond between him and his father. And we're seeing it in this scene where Rocky had such a strong bond with his, with his child. Um, you know, as soon as he finally decides to, uh, manage and coach Tommy, he's starting to focus his attention more onto Tommy and not so much his son. And it's literally this scene, this whole transition. Yeah, um, this moment. Yeah, you know, and it's literally there's the next scene where they're going into the basement trying to give this guy like a, a bedroom to stay, you know, and uh, apparently that was supposed to be the kid's room, but Tommy ended up taking it thanks to Rocky. And, you know, the kid's standing right there and he's trying to talk to his dad. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, like hold that thought. But I'm going to show Tommy something real quick. There was a lot of that. Um, so it's okay. So now we're starting to see the downfall of this relationship with his biological son. And now we're perhaps seeing uh, this new relationship starting, which I guess you could say would be a new father-son relationship. Yeah. You know? Um, and I mean... I have here in my notes, I mean, because they keep switching these scenes. Uh, the son's heading to school, gets jumped again, beat up, and gets his money stolen because he doesn't know how to fight. And literally, the next scene after that, it's Rocky is training slash managing Tommy, and it just shows the whole, uh, you know, the highlight of what this guy is doing. And wouldn't you know it, when this guy was, I guess, ready to take on his first fight with Rocky, where do they go? The same the place. Under, yeah, the underground, I guess it, I guess it's an old church or something for his first amateur boxing match. So that was a cool like little throwback. Uh, they literally did the same pan shot, too, of like the Jesus uh, stained glass zooming out. You see the boxing ring. Um, with the droopy so- ropes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that. I was glad that was, that was cool. They did that. I liked it. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, it's just, um, minutes and minutes of highlights of, 
Rocky spending time with Tommy Gunn and the son, who I guess just decided to take up boxing so he could defend himself. He's in the gym. Um, he's in Mickey's gym as well. So Rocky and Tommy are doing their thing, and you know the son is kind of hoping, like, hey, I wonder if my dad's going to notice me. Like, notice me, senpai. Yeah. And nope, but, you know, thank God for Uncle Pauly and um, the other trainer that was there. Um, so they spend time with the kid. Rocky's spending time with Tommy. And, I mean, a lot is happening. A lot is happening. You're seeing training highlights. You're seeing Tommy Gunn going into amateur fights. And then I think he finally started getting into uh, professional fights. And, yeah. You know, it's back and forth, back and forth, these scenes. And then seeing the kid's perspective. And seeing the kid training, going, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him doing the one-handed push-ups, like... The knuckle push-ups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, For, you yeah. see, you know, Rocky's, like, at the point where he's gifting Tommy Gunn, like, cherished items, you know? So now you see him handing Tommy the Creed shorts, the American flag boxing shorts that Creed wore, Rocky wore, now it's Tommy yeah. Gunn. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I don't think the family is really thrilled about this, you know, but it is what it is. And uh, next scene. Uh, Rocky's son leaving school with this girl or no, or was he heading to school? Heading Regardless, into school. he's heading on the school ground. He's heading into school. Yes. OK. And the bullies were waiting for him. And finally, he grew a pair, and uh, he beat the shit out of that kid and got his coat back. Oh, he slipped the hook. I think it was a. I think the bully started with like a front hook, like a lead hook, and he he like completely slipped it underneath and came up <laughs> yeah. over it. Came up under with like like I think a one two or a two, and just yeah. and just kept wailing on him. Yeah, no, it was it was it was slick, slick, slick fight choreography for kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh. I like the respect that the kid had after. He's like, "Listen, we could just we could just end it." And they shook hands. And wouldn't you know it, later on they would become friends. Both bullies and this kid, right? Yeah. His son. Uh But um yeah, so he he then goes running to the gym like, "Hey dad, guess what I did?" You know, like I I I got my coat back and I beat I I beat up the bully, you know, like I did it. And he's like, "Hey, that's cool." Uh I'll, I'll, you know, I'll talk to you later. Training Tommy. It's like that still wasn't good enough. Hey kid, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna jump ahead of my notes real quick because I am okay. It mu there must have been another highlight reel. I think that's where why I wrote this note. They did that a lot in this movie, though. A lot of I montage. Think, yeah, a lot of yeah, montage. Yeah, because I think that they understand the audience gets it. Like. You're the fighters are going through a grind. We get it. They went fight after fight. After, we get it. So um, there's this montage now where you're seeing a lot of magazine articles, newspaper articles, uh, you know, of, of Tommy Gunn. But it's not. It, it, this reminds me of like a Nate and Nick Diaz moment where it was always, oh, that's Nick Diaz's brother before Nick left and Nate finally started like being recognized 
as Nate. As right? a standalone, yeah, yeah. Right, Not he's not in Nick's shadow. So that was a problem now, was, you know, great things are happening, but you can see Tommy, he's looking at these articles, and it's like, well, this is Rocky's fighter. This is Rocky's this. Uh, Rocky's whatever, protege, or Rocky. It's, it, it's Rocky, but it's never Tommy Gunn. Yeah. You know, so it's like he's being credited, but not really. It's almost like, well, Rocky's getting the credit for what this fighter is doing. And I, I, he's not too pleased with that. He's there to make a name for himself with the help of Rocky. But because of who Rocky is, uh, it's becoming an issue. And it's really starting to get to him mentally. Um, you know, and... Uh, it's pissing him off. Yeah, you know, I think he even asked Rocky, like, it, so when's my title, like, do you think I'm ready for a title shot? And Rocky's like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Like, take it slow. But this kid wants it now. Um, You know, we, we, we see. So, yeah, so so here's the thing. Quick, quick side note. When he says, like, oh, when are we going to get it? When's the title shot? When am I going to get the title shot? I want the belt. I want the belt. Rocky's like, oh, it's coming. Like, we're, we're, we're gonna get there. Don't you worry about it. It's, it's okay. There's a comment said. I think I don't know if it's by Duke, uh, 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 uh Don. Um, if it's Don or if it's um, uh, Tommy, but somebody says, "What about the money?" Mm. And I remember this moment because I said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." I'm seeing front page newspaper and magazine covers, like uh, articles about about you, and you're saying that you're not getting money for any of this. Neither right. of you are getting paid for this. Neither of you are getting win bonuses or win payouts or mm. show money. You're getting nothing. I don't understand how that's working because Unless all this time it's been amateur fights. I think that could have been it. I think I think it was pro because it was like oh he's two and oh oh he's four and oh oh he's eleven oh, and oh yeah. oh yeah well look at him go yeah yeah and it was just like it, they never they never explained the situation of how this person this fighter is not getting paid and how they're not in line for the championship they mm -hmm. never explained that they make it seem like it's all amateur fights so there's no payout but we saw from Rocky one you still get twenty bucks like. They don't even acknowledge the payment side of it at all. So they yeah. make it seem like, and they show it. They're still like, he's still living in Rocky's basement when he's like yeah. 24 and zero or something. And it's yep. just, it's, it's, it's just, a, that part was weird to me because I was just confused because I was like, I don't know how the logistics of this is going, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But yeah. But anyways, that's when, uh, that's when Don King shows up and, and does. He tempts him. Does he's his like thing. like the devil. Yeah. yeah. With Moni. Look at all this yep. Moni. And there's literally a scene. Uh, it's actually Christmas time. And uh, Tommy, you see Tommy stepping. Well, the, a door opens and you see that Don guy. I don't know who the the white gentleman was that was with this Don guy the yeah, whole time. Yeah, I, I know I know you're talking about. Well, regardless. So you see him opening a door and then you see Tommy Gunn walking through the door. You're like, oh, shit. He just had a meeting with these guys. In the something. limo. Yeah, they had, a, they had yeah. a meeting in the limo. Yeah. And, uh, but now he's like being shown like this hotel suite or something. Like, look at what you can have. He's tempting him. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and he even says like, here's a $20,000 advance, just a little gift, you know? And, um, and then it cuts to the scene, you know, Rocky at the house with the family. It's, oh, his son, by the way, is now friends with the bullies. Yep. Has a pierced ear. Yep. And is starting to act out. This is when it's come to like rock bottom for the kid. My favorite part about this was when he's talking to Rocky and he's he's talking all street. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah, no longer this like he, polished, educated child. He lost his education. <laughs> now the streets have claimed my soul, okay? Don't you understand this concrete jungle of South Philly? Like the way he's talking to Rocky and Rocky's just... And here's the weird thing. Rocky's totally... He's so chill about all of it. Yeah. He catches his son smoking. He goes, oh, I, I guess I should stop too, right? Like, we should just stop together, you know? We can. Yes. And they're like, yeah. Like, you kidding me? If I got caught with cigarettes at what, like 10 years old or however fucking old that kid was or 12 years old, you think I'm just going to get like a, a gentle, like, come on, you shouldn't do that. Fuck yeah. no. Fuck no. I was raised by I was raised by an Italian in an Italian household. You're getting slapped. <laughs> like that's what happens. Like that cigarette's getting fucking slapped out your out, out your lips, man. Like yeah. your mouth getting whacked. That's what happens. Or yeah. fucking when he's talking back to him in the house, he's like, You don't fucking know me. Like, who are you <laughs> punk ass bitch? Like he's just saying talking mad shit to Rocky. Yeah. And and Rocky's just like, Whoa, 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 what's what's going on, man? What's what's up? You know, Paulie is uh Paulie Santa Claus, look at him. You know, you love that he's Santa Claus. You know, he's Santa. That's what he is. We've always done that. He's always been Santa. You've always yeah. liked him as Santa. Like that's been the that's. And he was just like, "Yo, fuck you and fuck Santa and fuck Paulie." All a bunch of weak ass bitches. You know, he was just talking dumb shit. And Rocky's just like, "Oh come on, man, what's wrong? Like, are you kidding me? You don't just, like if I talk." I don't talk back because of of how I was raised. Like, I just thought that was crazy shit that Rocky's kid is talking mad shit to him now. And Rocky's just totally just like, well, what's going on? Are you something wrong? Like, that's his reaction to it all. Continue. Continue. Like, I don't know how you will feel if at like 13 years old, your daughter gives you some heavy ass talk back when you're like, hey, wait a minute. What are you doing? She's like, I'm doing what I'm doing. Don't you worry about it. It's just like... Oh, okay. All right. You're doing okay. Like, what's your, like, is that, that's a total fine reaction. But, like, the, the de evolution to that point is just yeah. totally blase by him. You know? Well, the thing is, is we have to, you got to remember, I mean, this is Rocky in general, right? I mean, how angry have we actually seen the man? Um, he's, you know, because, I mean, he in any situation. Yeah, there were times where he would scream and yell. And to be honest, most of those scenes were with Adrian when they're having their little spats. Yeah, that's and then the they most emotional. Kiss and make up, and it's emotional. Yeah. And it's always the same fight. I mean, even when he was working for that like mafia dude in the first movie, and he had yeah. to go like collect money from the guy in the docks. I mean, he he still gave that guy like a cut him some slack. Like yeah. he wasn't gonna break a finger or whatever the guy wanted. He's yeah. like, all right, listen, like, you know, just pay him back, whatever this day. Like, he was... He, pay him back or he's going to make me break your hand, okay? I don't want to do that. You don't want to yeah. do that, all right? So just pay yeah. him. They're not going to break your hand, you know? 
Yeah. No. Every fight that he, every emotional outburst is, I don't know if I can do it. I'm a Rocky, but I'm a father. I'm a Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, right. that's yeah. every time that he's emotional. You're right. You're right. So continue. Um, continue. Yeah. So the kids head down in the basement because he's like, I hate you, dad, or whatever. Yeah. And he goes to the basement and, uh, you know, they're, um, he's like talking to Adrian, like, what did I do? And, uh, Oh, and during the scene as well, Rocky tells Adrian, and not mind you, the son is watching this. Hey, I'm thinking about gifting Tommy this, and he pulls out that boxing glove necklace. Yeah, that was once Mickey's, and you know, Rocky Marciano. Um, and it, it, you know, you could tell right there the disappointment in both of them, like, oh, like, like, don't so, give it to Tommy. Right, right. You but know? Here, here's the thing. Tommy's not a bad guy. He's not the villain of the movie. He's pretty innocent, in my right. opinion. Right. He was. He was just tempted, and he gave into temptation. The bad guy is the promoter. Is the Don King character. That's the real villain. Exactly. You know. I'm. You know what I mean. I mean. You're right. This movie is very layered when it comes, and very blatant when it comes to the father son dynamic and relationship that's overtly displayed throughout the entire fucking film. Um, yeah. I never got a sense that Tommy Guns was the bad guy. Right, exactly. He was literally a twenty year old who was just he was you know, tempted and he gave into it. And speaking of, this is the time where Tommy and Don show up. Yes. At Christmas time. Yeah. Presents. They 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 come bearing gifts and also bad news, you know. Uh Tommy tells Rocky like Listen, you know, you're, he's giving me a title shot. I'm never going to get a title shot with you. We don't even get paid, or at which least is, not enough. Which is crazy to hear me, to hear them say that. It's like, you're yeah. like 20 and 0. How are you not getting paid? Continue. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's one of those situations where Rocky was just giving him fights for experience. And he I wasn't really I don't know. jumping towards the... Because that was the whole thing, right? Because... You know, the, the even the back going back to that scene where the kid's like, "All right, so is it like a title shot next?" And Rocky's like, yeah, "Well, you know, like let's you know calm down, like we'll talk about it." Well, I like, got Rocky that. wasn't I, rushing; the kid wanted it. Yes, but I view that as Rocky thinking the kid's not ready yet. Sure, I viewed yeah. it as not like, "Well, I can't get you a title fight." You're fucking Rocky. Like, yeah. you you have a statue built in Philly for your name. You can get a fucking. Let's not pretend that this guy. That this that the that the city of Philadelphia created a goddamn statue for in the top of the steps, somehow doesn't have the pull to get a championship fight for a fighter under his name. That's not how that works. He one hundred percent can do that. I thought that whole point was to say, Rocky thought he wasn't a mature enough fighter yet to do it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. But yeah, but anyways, uh, Tommy Guns is tempted. Tommy Guns gives in, and Tommy Guns says, "I'm going with." Uh, Going with Don because he's got the the bitches and the dollars, so I'm going with him. Yeah, and that was it. So it's you know, oh, and yet again we 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 run into this moment. Literally right after uh, Tommy leaves, speeds off in his car. Uh, Adrian, right there to the rescue, and just like in every other movie, and we just mentioned this before. They have their little emotional moment, right? <laughs> in the streets of South Philly. Just about, you know, um, 
you know, Rocky needed this because it wasn't just Tommy fighting. It was he was fighting as well through Tommy, like that whole spiel. And, you know, he felt like he didn't have anything, blah, blah, blah. But now with Tommy, he felt like he had it again. Uh, but I'm a fighter. The, yeah. I'm a boxer. But yeah. Rocky. Yeah, yeah exactly. and you know, and guess what? Then they hugged it out, and she. But it was one of those things where they talk about the kid, you know, and uh, it's like you need to go talk to your son. Like you're, like you're losing your son, and like you're going to lose your family when you, the road you're taking, and if you put Tommy, if you put your relationship with Tommy Gunn over your kid. You're going to lose your family. Yeah. Right. So, obviously, right away, Rocky realized it, and he goes to find his son on the street, and they have their little intimate Smoke, moment. Smoking break, yeah. They're smoking yeah, smoking, together. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, they, they kiss and make up. They're cool again. Um, and the next scene is... Rocky, Paul, uh, they're all in the basement. Why they're in the basement watching the TV, I don't know. Because that's the only the place they had space, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but they're watching Tommy Gunn's fight, his championship bout against this guy, Kane. Yes. Um, which, uh, you know, they, they, uh, it's interesting because on the TV... You know, Tommy Gunn enters, and he's just getting booed. Mm-hmm. Booed, because everyone in the world found out, like, he just left Rocky. It's, you know, it's, here's what I love. In this movie, no one wants to watch a fight for the money or drama. <laughs> Even the, the crowd is about heart. And like pride <laughs> and dignity, unlike the fucking UFC, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they knew, like, oh no, we get like Tommy's getting a, a title shot now. He's probably getting a lot of money to be here, but fuck him. Rocky's not in Rocky. his corner. Yeah, so fuck right. him. Uh, He's doing it for money. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, I I guess just. Out of old habits, they're watching the fight and Rocky's, you know, it's like he's ghost coaching this kid through the TV and everything this kid is doing, Rocky is doing. And that's when you really kind of got the idea that it wasn't just a kid he was coaching. It was almost as if he didn't realize this. He he, he essentially made another him. Does that does that make any sense? Well, he like, does the thing that they always say that parents should not do, which is vicariously live through them. Yeah. Right? I'm sure you've yeah. heard about that or you you're a parent. You probably have seen this already with like mm. maybe helicopter parents that are trying to get their kids to go to Yale or go to Harvard so they study. So my kids going to grow up to be a doctor because they're going to get A pluses and and take AP courses in middle school so they can skip a grade. Like they're vicariously putting goals and expectations and a lifestyle that they see for them that they put through that they live through them. I never could be the pilot I wanted to be, but God damn it, my kids give me going to be the best goddamn pilot on this side of, of of the states, right? Like that's 
That's 100% what that was. It was the vicarious, vicarious, uh, I guess, perspective that he had that we were seeing personified through that. Mm. He's like, no, you got to slip. You got to slip. And then and then, and then, then you saw Tommy slip. He's like, and go body. And then you saw Tommy go body. And then Rocky's doing the same motion on the bag. And Tommy's doing the same thing. Part of it, I think, is like, oh, look how well he coached him. He coached him to fight just like Rocky fights. But I think another part of it was like you were getting to, which is he's vicariously living through him and vicariously training through him. And he was actually really turning him into him without realizing it. Because that was the passion that he has. Because that's his yeah. identity. Right. Which is why I understand that from parents. Some parents just want what's best for their kids. And but that's why they set the bar so high. Like you're going to be a scientist and I think you're going to go to Harvard or Princeton and you're going to have, you know, you're going to graduate cum laude and you're going to you're going to change the fucking world. Right. Like because that's what they wanted to do or that's what they think that they want to put the ceiling on for their kid. Unlike other parents who are just like, it's just a, it's just my kid. Like, whatever happens to my kid, it happens to my kid. <laughs> my kid right. goes to state school. Then my kid goes to state school. My kid goes to a, uh, uh, like a, a Ivy League school. My kid goes to an Ivy League school. Fuck, we got to find out how to pay it. But then that happens, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. some people are kind of like that, right? I'm assuming, because, again, I'm not a parent. But I'm assuming some people don't put that much weight into their kids. Like, my kid has to be a professional athlete. I'm going to mm-hmm. train my kid five days a week to be the next, you know, Tom Brady, like, of course, there's parents like that. There's that's that happens. So I think that was what we were seeing. It was kind of like, this guy's gonna go get the belt. This guy's gonna go show what we're made of because he is we. You know, it's not no. Tommy's the good fighter. Tommy's gonna go do it. Tommy has what it takes. It's no, we got this. You know, you and me, we got this. You know, I'm 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 very proud of you, Matt. I think out of all the movies, you've actually opened my mind to something just now. To what? And you want to know why? You just reminded me of about the whole living vicariously through someone. Yes. Literally going back to the scene where he's putting his kid to bed. Yeah. He says that he he mentions how he's like, yeah, you know, I. You know, I, I, you know, it's just, I guess I'm kind of living, you know, I don't know if he uses the term vicariously through you, you know, just seeing you with all this stuff I never had. I highly doubt Rocky, the character in the movie, knows the word vicarious. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. Yeah, yeah. But I know but, what you mean. I know he, what you mean. He makes that point, though. He goes, it's just like, it's cool, like, seeing you grow up with things I never had. And I guess that's just like, I'm, I guess I'm kind of like living, like. Uh, it's literally how you described it. Like he he's living it through his son. Like you know, just everything. He literally says that. So when you just said that, now I was like, holy shit! Yeah, it's like a full circle for that. Moment. Yes, because that's how these movies kind of are. They introduce something, and then you'll get a hint of it somewhere else. Yes, later in the movie. God damn it, Matt! <laughs> I try. Holy I try. Shit. You know I what? Because honestly, the way I saw it. Was like was. he he created a robot, and we saw Rocky oh, imitating moves as Rocky was doing like a punch to the side. This kid was doing it. He was literally doing every yes. move as this kid was. It could be that to too. a T. It could be that too that he was proud of his coaching because he instilled yeah. everything he knew into him. It could be that too. It could. It's one hundred percent more than just one. It's layered. Well, I, I like yours. I like that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Because immediately it just clicked. Like fuck, like. From the anyways, um, God damn it. All right, so you know, surprise, surprise, Tommy Gunn wins the match. 
right? And he's awarded the belt, and crowd is booing the fuck out of him. And yep. you see, like, people holding up, like, we love Rocky signs. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this crowd's, uh, you know, what they're bitching about, but, like, I'm the no champion. Boo. Boo. Uh, and, I mean, literally, the crowd is chanting Rocky, and the man's not even present. Right. Um. You know, and, and then it got to the point where it was like, oh, you know, I got to thank someone. I want to thank someone. And Rocky's like, oh, he's going to thank. Here we go. And he thanks Don King. Uh, and then that was like, okay, that is just 100% betrayal. Like, that was the icing on the cake. Yeah, that was. You're not that. even going to acknowledge where I got you. Yeah. Okay. That, and that's when Rocky has the realization of it. Yes. It literally took that long. Yeah, for Rocky to see through it and be like, oh, okay. Yep. Because, and, and this is, and we'll get to the final, like, the, because the next scene is pretty much the end, but we see the final scene where the, the, he, he, they talk about it. They're screaming while they're fighting, but he says, like, you're supposed to be my brother. Like, we're supposed to be together on this. Yeah. You know, it was, he viewed it like an Apollo Creed or like a Mickey type situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it was not that, not that at all. Um, but we got to witness the greatest press conference. I was laughing. I had to pause it because I was just like, I can't believe this is how they portrayed it. We got to witness the greatest press conference, post-fight press conference in the hist- in human history. <laughs> yeah. Real and fictional. <laughs> uh-huh. Where Tommy Gunn sits down and he's there at the belt, like most like most fighters are, and he's ready to talk about the fight in the post-fight press conference, ready to get the questions, you know, the hard hitters, like, like, uh, what was like what was your what was the hardest part about that fight or what do you think is next for your career or anything like that or do you have any type of injuries are you going to be out for a long time nope it was it was you know you're a soft ass bitch <laughs> yes <laughs> that shit ain't real you know that ain't real <laughs> your boy set you up cuz you fake as fuck <laughs> like yo that press conference you get straight up gangster all over yeah. that guy, all yeah. over Tommy Guns, and it was just and Tommy Guns is this poor guy, just like I just I, I just fought and won the belt. What's going on? And they're like, Yo, fuck you and fuck your belt, <laughs> fake ass bitch. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what? Like, what are you, what are you guys saying? And they're just like, You ain't shit. Like, <laughs> like that dude had had COVID and the flu, and he was nothing, and he couldn't stand there. He had a glass jaw. You punch like a bitch, and he's just yeah. <laughs> like. Excuse me? I couldn't believe the fucking audacity of the press of the media to be talking like that in this press conference. And even yeah. funnier is the promoter slash manager next to Tommy Guns, Don King, the guy that got him there, is agreeing with them openly. Yeah. <laughs> when they're like, yo, your boy's a like a soft ass bitch. He's like, Yeah, he is he is kind of soft. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, yo, that fight was rigged, man. That dude had a glass jaw. He's like, Yeah, I know, I know. It was, but you know what? It's okay. It's like, don't you worry about it, Tommy. It's okay. You know, it was a, you got the win. You got the belt. That's what matters. He doesn't even try to lie. Yeah. Not even trying to lie about it. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, I know. I know you, you, you soft. And, and that dude was, was paid, paid to fall. And, and that belt don't mean shit, but that's okay. We're here. Like what? What? That whole sequence was so rushed to force this conflict and confrontation between Rocky and him that it was laughable because no professional, out of and I I know them. 
I, I'm not gonna name names, but you know where I used to work, and you know the people that I've spoken to. I know damn well they will not talk like that if they care about their jobs. You don't yeah. go to any press conference and ask, not even ask questions, insult the champion who just <laughs> won the belt. They weren't even asking questions halfway through. They just started making fun of them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, the pr- the press just had like... It was their it was their show and the fighter just showed up. Like that's the vibe I got. Like they were in control. <laughs> yeah. Uh and I think they even said, like, oh, I, like unless you fight someone like Rocky Balboa, then you know, you're you're not you're never gonna be a real champion. Like you're never actually gonna improve yourself or whatever. Yeah, they they uh they ate his asshole. That's how I'm gonna describe yeah, it. Yeah, they, um, they tore him up. Yeah. And the whole time, Tommy's like, wait, what are you talking about? What's going on? I just won the fuck. This is a heavyweight champion. Like, what? What? what is this talk? <laughs> and the whole time, his manager is just, like, agreeing with them. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no. They right, though. They have a point, though. You ain't shit. Like, they have a point. <laughs> like, it was just... What? what? It's like... I don't. Un- I just didn't understand it, and it's. It was like it was a plot sequence that they had to do in order for this conflict at the end to come between yeah. him and Rocky. And then the best part is Tommy Guns finds Rocky in a bar. Out just- of all the places, he knew. He just knew, and shows up with a camera guy and everything. For yeah, uh, the bar at the same bar that that Rocky and Paulie hang out. And they're just chilling, hanging out with everybody in Philly. Just like, yeah, you know, it's a nice night. We're just hanging out here, having a drink, having a pint. And then Tommy Guns comes busting through like, fuck you, Rocky. Fuck you. And Rocky is like, hey, 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 relax. <laughs> come on, man. No, this ain't worth it. And yeah. even and even Paulie's like, ah, oh, come on. This guy's just being loud. Fuck this. Let's yeah. go play some pool. I think Rocky even says it. he goes. You want you want some billiards? A table's open. Like I think they <laughs> they're walking away from him, just like whatever. And it's hilarious. This isn't some upscale bar. This isn't some oh, type no. of fine dining gastro pub. Yeah, no. it's a fucking dive. It's a fucking yeah. dive. And this heavyweight champion comes to the dive to find Rocky <laughs> beers deep <laughs> to be like like. I don't even know what the point was. Like, you ain't shit. I'm the champion. And Rocky's like, yeah, I saw you won. Good job. Like, <laughs> like, like this. Anyways, read your notes because I'm like losing it. I'm losing it right now because no, of how I'm absurd this. this fucking end was. I'm loving this. Yeah. So essentially, Paulie, you know, decides to stand up to Tommy and he's like, you know, you're, you're like, you're a piece of shit. You know that type of thing? And he <laughs> yeah. shoves Tommy guns. It's like fucking Polly, you know? And then what does Tommy guns do? Knocks fucking him out. Blast whatever him. punches him. Right. And, yeah. uh, so Rocky's like, Oh, like what the fuck? And he goes to help Polly. Polly showing he has a bloody mouth. And he's like, yeah, you should have left him in the street. And I think that, you know, you see Rocky lock eyes with Tommy and you're like, Oh shit. Yep. Uh, so he's like, yeah, let's go outside. You know, like, we're going to do this outside. We're not going to fight. And we're not going to schedule a fight. Like, we're going to do this right now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so they go outside and they do this street fight. And 
Rocky's getting, uh, you know, he, uh, he did pretty good in the beginning. Like he, uh, you know, and as you said earlier, he had that moment like we were supposed to be brothers, you know, like uh, I loved Obi- you, Anakin. Uh, Obi Wan yeah. to Anakin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were the chosen one. I have the high ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and he was trying to walk away, and then what does this guy do? Goes right behind him and like gets him in the gut or whatever, and starts the shot, shit yeah. out of Rocky. And that it was that final shot where Rocky has all this PTSD just kicking in, right? And then all these past memories and you see drago and whatever and then mickey comes through jedi master mickey and um use the force just, yeah <laughs> get on rocky you yeah. piece of fucking shit <laughs> through mickey's inspiration yeah, exactly. he gets up and he, uh, I don't know how Rocky attained this m- newfound power, but he starts using street jitsu, <laughs> and <laughs> every time the guy runs at him, he's doing these amazing like tricks with the heel and just get knocking the guy down. And I was he did like, like a Whoa. spinning single leg hook or something like at one point, and I was just thinking, what? We're we gonna see leg kicks now, some Muay Thai yeah. low kicks to the inside calf. It's just like wow. Some switch dance, some switch kicks. <laughs> yeah. Come over oh the top with God. elbows and shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And, you know, again, they're kind of now just trading punches back and forth, back and forth. But finally, Rocky gets the last hit in, and this guy gets, like, knocked out into the a city bus. You know? Like, they yeah. just had a fucking street fight, and... uh he goes up to the promoter, or no, he doesn't go up to the promoter, excuse me, you know, like, he won, whatever, and then the promoter, I guess, being a smartass, like, ha, just taking out the trash, huh, Rocky? Like, ha, ha, he goes up to that promoter guy, he's like, touch me and I'll sue you, motherfucker, like, what you gonna do? (laughs) And, uh, Rocky, okay, I'm not a a physics expert, right, but when you get hit in the stomach, Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that sends you soaring upwards and then onto a car. When, you, when you're taking a hook shot to the stomach, I don't think your body naturally goes upward and onto the hood of a car. No, but, it doesn't. hey, it's Rocky. It's Rocky. Anything's possible. The power and, uh, of Rocky. Yeah. It's like, go ahead. You know, like, sue me. I got nothing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I got nothing to lose. Sue me. Yeah. Uh, and you know what was really touching, Matt? The fucking priest shows up. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, like spaghetti! <laughs> you know? <laughs> and Rocky's like, oh, this motherfucker showed yeah. up. Like, yeah. And he's like, aha! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, and the, it cuts to the final scene where um, Rocky and his son apparently did the, 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 the famous jog where they ended up ending it at the statue, and he presents his son with the prized necklace, and he hands it down to him. Yeah. And uh, that was that was the touching moment. And that's the end of the old school Rockies, man. Yeah. I want to say, first of all, this is what the longest episode we've ever done. We're nearing two hours. Um, yes. 
Yeah, so number one is they showed the, the like during the street fight stuff between Tommy and him, you saw Tommy fighting strangers. Like people were come like when when Tommy let, leaves and comes back into the bar mm-hmm. and right before he punches uh Polly, like everybody in the pub is like, yo, do you want us to take care of this Rocky? Yeah. Like everybody gets up and they're just like, no, 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 no. What's going on here? Like Rocky's one of us. What's yeah. going on? And Rocky's like, nah, come on, guys. Relax, relax. Let's not have any of this. That was a big show because also when the fight went outside, people started attacking Tommy. And Tommy's mm. just lit everybody up, right? Just like one punch and everybody just hiduking across the board here across <laughs> South Philly. Yeah. That was a big show. And then the other thing was uh the I think the I think it was the Don King character, he said I told you not to street fight with the street fighter, right? Mm. He, he was trying to because he was trying to stop the whole thing. The big th- point about this movie that I want to make is that this, to me, was not a f- was not a this w- this movie was a drama. This movie was mm. not a boxing movie. This movie was right. a drama movie, and it was right. so weird because of that. Mm. Because it was so much more about the emotional aspect the impact of decisions it was so much more about every other rocky movie was about the glory the struggle the fight the identity of boxing and being Mm. a fighter and what it takes to be a fighter and what it takes to be a boxer what it means to be successful and this one it was like you said you said it perfectly this is this was a a drama film about father and son relationship that's what this movie was. So it was yep. weird that the that the climactic fight ending of a Rocky movie was a street fight. Right. Because I remember look, checking the time and I was like, 15 minutes, that's not enough time to hype up a boxing match. Like, how are they going to like fit this in? And then it was, nope, they're going to fight in the street outside of a dive bar. Yep. It's just, it was... That really, that's what it hammered at home for me. That hammered at home that this was not a movie about Rocky the boxer, Rocky, Rocky the champion. This was about a, this was a movie about Rocky the father, Rocky the teacher, Rocky a mentor. And that's what this was about. And this mm-hmm. movie was very weird because of it. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not saying it was bad at all. Yeah. It was fucking weird. Right. There was no training montages really of Rocky. There was no huge like i gotta push through this and work harder and i gotta want this more yeah. and show my heart there was none of that there was none right of that. yeah well because you gotta remember he was the coach this time and you also have to take into consideration you have to understand this was supposed to be the final rocky movie you gotta remember 1990 and now we're jumping to what year was it 2006 2006 2000 2006 on the dot. Yeah, good call. 2006 on the dot. You had it. You had it. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly he went through some crisis and was like, oh, no, I I miss being this character. I got to do it. Right. No, no, no. Like that, that, this will be the final film, you know? Yes. So that was the whole point was he's trying to uh, pass the torch to the next guy and he's trying to become the new Mick, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. And I that's how it that. ended. It didn't end with like, hey, he re- retained uh, or he, he got the belt back or no, like he's just living life, man, in South Philly. You know, if anything, yeah, OK, he doesn't have the money, but he's got family. He's got community. He's got exactly that. He's got community. Um, he's back to his all roots. That really matters. Yeah, you he's know? back to it, his roots. 
yeah wiser experienced yeah yeah so um now time for our rating out of yes. 10 what do you give it Ooh. and again i want to preface by saying i this is the second time now that i've seen this movie first time as an adult it's a lot better than i remembered yes i was gonna say uh, there's so many rocky isms in it because it's a sure. rocky movie sure this is probably my second favorite one okay I would put it. I forgot what I ranked the last one. I think the last one was about nine out of ten. It was yeah. That one was high. Then this would be an eight. Um, you know, I was gonna say eight as well. <laughs> yep, it's an eight. It's different. It's dramatic. Yes. It's deeper. It's la- yes. more layered. The 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 dialogue is somewhat better. Um, it's just they did a better job with. I think this is a perfect movie to end, Rocky on. I know it doesn't. We have two more, but I, <laughs> one I more. Know, Two, Creed. Well, technically, then we have uh, three. I think there's a, a second Creed movie. Oh, yes, you're right. Okay, we have three And more. there's rumors of a third one coming out. Four, so we're halfway through it, right? Like oh, we're, we're like a little past the halfway point. Um, it was a unique movie, and it was... It, I, I like the fact that it just wasn't the same formula. And I think you know why they yeah. did that. I think it's because they also knew they couldn't. Mm. It would be, I think, a weak ending to the story of Rocky yeah. the fighter if they were like, no, no, he's going to win the belt back and then retire from against Tommy Guns, his former protege. No, that's a weak-ass story. I think the way they ended it was perfect. Yeah. Like you said, he's returned home. He's back to where he started. He's in his roots, surrounded by community, family. That he has priorities set on who he cares about and who cares about him. He's going to be okay because of that, not because of the money. And I think that was the perfect ending to this character in that role of being a fighter. Um, yeah. I thought it was a really well done movie um, for, what it, for what it was. Yeah. I don't know how it was taken by people. I could see a lot of people being pissed about it back in sure. 1990. But looking at it now, especially as we go through, we've been doing this back to back, especially since we were doing it back to back. This is a pretty solid movie, man. Yeah. It's just, it's refreshing. You know, because because yes. of that, they, it was you saw this same formula. It, but even the fourth movie, like the last movie we watched, I even mentioned like, you know what? In that one, they just got straight to the point with certain things. Yep. You know, they, they it, like they it. didn't mess around. Um, just the excitement. That's what it was, right? I think they just cut out a lot of the bullshit and kept it exciting. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, this was just refreshing and different exactly what you said so yeah i i I feel eight is uh i I agree i i also say eight eight out of ten we're in agreement we're also i think have hitting the longest podcast episode timing that we've ever done we're hitting two hours right now um (laughs) i need a very serious bio break so i'm gonna say uh this is good timing to wrap it up yeah man so for those who are listening, if you've not watched all the Rocky movies, uh, watch four and five. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't think I you mean, need one, two, three. You I mean, can. unless you have absolutely nothing to do or if you want to put something on for background noise. Yeah. You know, like but, but if you want six hours, then go ahead. Yeah. But if you want three. the apex experience of the story of Rocky, the boxer, I would do that. I think that's exactly what you do. 
But um, I agree. All right, man. With that being said, hope you have a good weekend. Yeah, same to you, man. And yeah. to everyone else as well. And until next time, uh, next we, we get to watch Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be a good one. This could be a good one. <laughs> Hopefully. And let's knock on wood. No more John Jones. Let's not have another John Jones sequence. Yeah. Uh, segment. No, no I, Jones. Let's hope that there's um no need to talk about him. Uh, hopefully everything's gonna clear up by then. <laughs> Amen. All right, man. Later. All right. Peace. Peace.